0: Bob, Bob Bernie, Bernie Live. Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview.
1: You know, honestly, I I don't care whether it's Republicans, Democrats, liberals, conservatives that advance ideas, programs, thoughts that will really truly erase racism, bigotry, prejudice, and bring about real equality. I don't care if a liberal democrat comes up with something that would really help with race relations. I don't care if they're black, I don't care if they're white, doesn't make a difference to me. Um but I am I'm just I am just deeply troubled by the fact that we are losing almost all of the progress that has been made in America through the civil rights movement. The dream of Martin Luther King Jr. is being trounced underfoot. It is being destroyed. And we're moving in the opposite direction. And we're to the place where, you know, I talk about worldview all the time, and I use the illustration of, of eyeglasses. If you have on rose-colored glasses, everything you see is rose-colored. If you have on blue-tinted glasses, everything has a blue tint. And we have on the lenses of our worldview imprinted what's in our worldview And that causes us to interpret everything we see, hear, and experience through that lens. I am a Bible-believing Christian. I believe I have a biblical worldview. I believe that man is inherently sinful and fallen and in desperate need of redemption. I really believe that. I don't believe that mankind is inherently good. And so everything I see and observe around me, I interpret through that lens that man has fallen. He's not naturally born good. So, I I hope I'm, I'm making sense with that. Well, today... Most people on the left have imprinted on their lens of their worldview, everything is racist. And I do mean everything is racist. Particularly, if you're a white person, you are a racist because you have white privilege. You can't help it. Maybe you don't even want it. But simply because you're white, you are the oppressor. And that's the very foundation of CRT, critical race theory. If you're black, it makes no difference how successful you are or can be. You are the oppressed. Does that make any difference? And here's an illustration of this. It's a story about Angel Jones who is um, a visiting professor at Southern Illinois University. She is a visiting professor at Southern Illinois University. Quote, A critical race theorist and professor has demanded that black people should get special bereavement leave and counseling services in order to deal with issues relating to systemic racism. Angel Jones is a visiting professor at Southern Illinois University. Her work is grounded in critical race theory and critical race feminism. Jones is arguing that black faculty members, not only at Southern Illinois University, but at universities across America, black faculty members should be granted special time off and mental health therapy to deal with events of police brutality and systemic racism. She has a PhD. She's a professor at a state university. She's not poor. University professors with Ph.D. make very good money. But because she is black, she's oppressed. She's got an education that few people have. She's got a Ph.D., which few people have earned. And yet she is still oppressed because of the color of her skin. She says, I am a proud educator. Listen to this carefully. Talk about revealing. I'm quoting. I am a proud educator who loves what I do. But before that, I am a black woman. Okay. I am a white man. But I don't believe there has ever been a single time in my life that, that was my primary identity. I don't think I've ever woken up any morning of my entire life and said, I am a white male. And that's more important to me than anything else. I'm a preacher, but primarily I'm a white male. I'm a talk show host, but primarily I am a white male. And yet she says, I am a proud educator who loves what I do. But before that, above and beyond being an educator... I am a black woman. Um, And then she goes on. In her uh, profile page uh, at the uh, Southern Illinois University, it says about Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones, she, her, Ella, I have no idea what that is, is an educator, activist, and critical race scholar. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't think critical race theory was a real thing. Well, that's one of the first things in her profile. She is a critical race scholar. Uh, With 15 years of experience in K-12 and higher education, her research focus is on the impact of racism on the mental health of black students at historically white institutions. Her areas of expertise include racial microaggressions, racial battle fatigue, and gendered racism. Uh, She is also a public scholar and uses social media as an educational tool to increase access to academic scholarship. Uh, And then it talks about before she came to the university, Uh, She was a middle school and high school counselor in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And she is actually suggesting that black faculty should get paid time off to deal with racial battle fatigue, she says. Time off. Paid time off. Quote. In order to deal with racial battle fatigue, the professor said funding should be allocated to the mental health of black staff. Racial battle fatigue refers to the psychological and physiological consequences of experiencing racism, Jones said. The psychological phenomenon has been well documented and can have deadly symptoms, including suicidal thoughts. Racial battle fatigue, the professor said, can also cause elevated heart rate, tension headaches, and stomach ulcers. We, I'm quoting, we experience these symptoms on a regular basis as a result of our first-hand racial trauma. Free counseling service by culturally competent counselors familiar with identifying And addressing racial battle fatigue should be available at all times to black faculty members. Now again, she's a professor. She has earned a Ph.D. She is making a lot of money. She lectures all over the country. She has a large social media presence. And yet her identity is an oppressed black female. And she wants paid time off simply because of the color of her skin. Um... I say this carefully and I say it compassionately. I think she does need counseling. I I really do. I think she's a little mentally unbalanced. Education does not provide mental balance. But is her work bringing about unity or division? I'll let you determine that.
0: Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live.
1: Well, the plot thickens concerning uh, COVID. Uh, <laughs> you know where I'm headed, don't you? Yeah. Almost, not everything, but almost everything we heard about COVID was wrong. And more and more and more of it is turning out to be wrong. Uh, where did it come from? Well, that whole theory about how it came from a wet market and if it started in a bat and then jumped over to human beings at a wet... Listen. I'm about as far from a scientist as you will ever, ever find. But we know that one of the <laughs> Pardon me, pardon me. Uh, one of the largest virology labs in the world is in Wuhan, China. We also know that they work on dangerous viruses. We know that. Like SARS and other viruses, we that's no secret, the whole world knows that. So, what are the odds that a very, very transmissible and dangerous virus would uh, just spontaneously leap out of nature, and it just happens to be in the vicinity of one of the world's largest virology labs. What an unbelievable coincidence! I mean, there are bats all over the world! But no, it didn't happen anyplace else. It happened just down the road from uh, the Wuhan lab. Um, You really have to suspend common sense to think that that was a coincidence. And I think many, if not most reasonable people, thought the same thing. It really happened at a wet market, had nothing to do with a lab? Yeah, really? So anyway, we were told that. Uh, president Trump, uh, when he was president, said, you know, I think it may have come out of that lab. The news media went insane. He's uh, floating conspiracy theories again. He's whacked out. He's crazy. He's out of his mind. And uh, the experts said, oh, that couldn't have happened. No, 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 no. The mainstream media mocked, and I mean unmercifully mocked, anybody who said, well, you know, it might have come out of the lab. That's crazy. That's crazy talk. Of course it didn't come out of the lab, no. you know, I mean, if you remember, mainstream media mocked terribly anybody. And Dr. Fauci was asked, well, it could have happened, but probably not. I don't think it really, really happened. In April of 2020, Dr. Fauci was asked by reporters, April 17th of 2020, do you think that the virus could have come out of a Chinese lab? And here's what Dr. Fauci said, and I quote, April 17th, 2020. There was a study recently where a group of highly qualified evolutionary virologists looked at the sequences in bats as they evolve and the mutations that it took to get to the point where it is now totally consistent with a jump of a species from an animal to a human so the paper will be available I, I don't have the authors right now but we can make it available to you that's what he said on april 17th 2020 There was a study recently, a group of highly qualified evolutionary virologists looked at the sequences, blah, 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 blah. He said, so the paper will be available. I don't have the authors right now. I don't even know who the authors were, but they're experts, but we can make it available to you. We now know that in February of 2020, He made that statement in April. The previous February, we now know that eight weeks before he said, well, there was a study, and uh, I don't know who the authors are, but uh, we can get it to you, and it sure looks like it evolved from bats and so forth. Eight weeks before that, we now know that Anthony Fauci himself commissioned that study. And he had final approval on that study, and the purpose of the study was to disprove the theory that the virus leaked from a lab in Wuhan, China. Let that sink in. Dr. Anthony Fauci, we now know, uh, emails have been uncovered. He prompted or commissioned that study And he wanted them to prove that it didn't come from the lab. And then eight weeks later, he pretends like, I don't know who the authors are, and uh, you know, we can get this. He commissioned it and approved it. Uh, Did he lie? Yeah, he did. This is getting deeper and deeper and deeper for doctor Fauci. Hey folks, have a wonderful evening, but please remember whose you are.
0: Listen, listen, think think, think discern. discern.